Is this mine? Is this mine? There it is. There's check, mine. Check, check, one, two, three, check, two, three, four, check, five, six, seven, check, eight, nine, ten. Cool. And, and welcome, welcome back, back to another, another episode of Discipline Stoners. Stoners. I'm your host, Eleven. My name is Winnie. And we are the Gateway, Gateway Drug, Drug to, to Mindfulness. And today, oh, wow, what a lovely time space reality to be in. It's me and you. I don't know about you, but I finally found a moment of like letting go relief today, which is like my favorite, my favorite sensation, my favorite sensation. Oh, the sensations. Well, it's, it can feel very frustrating when you know, and maybe we can talk about it a little bit, but when you know that you're hanging on to something and you know that your like freedom is letting go of that something and you can't seem to, you don't know what to do to loosen your grasp. How to not covet the ideal manifestation today on Discipline Stoners. Discipline Stoners. What's your discipline? You a stoner? That's cool. So are we. I'm high a lot. It's weird to finally say that with pride. I'm high a lot. Being high has helped me with my anxiety. It's helped my social skills. Love and light. Welcome to Discipline Stoners Podcast with your host, Eleven. And my name is Winnie. And we are the gateway drug to mindfulness. And then we'll roll the <laughs> intro there. Nice. Okay, so we just won that concept, but yeah, let's dive right in here, Win. Um, that's good. Do you want to share in what area of life this coveting of the manifestation or potential manifestation outcome was, or should well, we keep it general? No, yeah, we can share. For me, I think like it's my it's it's always my acting career. Well, let's let's like let's always go. It'll always go back to that. The byproduct of that, of course, is money and finance, and like that's great too. But like, I really have ideas for the what my acting career looks like, and. I just feel like now I don't care again. I'm on the other side of that freedom where I I, I did let go of the expectation or not even, it's like a specific vision that you're like, oh, I just want it to happen so bad. You're hoping, wishing, and praying. It's getting farther and farther away from me the more that I latch on to it. (laughs) So, yo, that's so true. That happens in in many careers. Uh, And it's, you're choking, you're suffocating this thing from coming into your experience because you're so focused on the absence of it that it it stands not a chance by natural law to manifest because you're so aware of the of it not being there. Yeah. And so last week we we talked about this before the podcast but last week um you had given me cash. Mhm. Um, beautifully, it was a nice chunk of cash that mm-hmm. I used to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And um and then later that day, I, w- I left, you stayed here, I went and did my thing, you went and did your thing, and then I came back and you were like, <laughs> I have received today, and you can just cut that out if you don't want it in there, you can just blank or, or the what, number. What we can just do is like, I've received double. Yeah. I've received double what I sent you. Um, so, like, I was like, okay, how, what? Like, how did you do that? And you were like, I gave you money. And I was like, <laughs> I oh let my go. God. I let like, go of it like you, I gave it. You let go of it. You weren't scared of it anymore. You weren't you weren't coveting it in your bank account. You weren't holding on to it for dear life. Yeah, I know. And that's it took a lot of time to get there. Yeah. And I didn't act until I was really there. 
Yeah, good. That's the thing. Yeah. Because you can be left in the dust sometimes with expectation. But if you just get it and move on and give it and move on, you're just really in a good momentum of that's prosperity right there. Like, it doesn't have to come, you know... Um, you know, smelling like money all the time. Like it's also yeah. just like a, being in an active mode of prosperity. You're kind of like, oh, cool, flowing. So if that is the desired outcome, like finance, then I know it's a weird logic in the it, third dimension. It feels but, counterintuitive. But give it or release it uh, to do well. Like remember that it's just like a, a, a tool or something. But that can be anything. It can be a career move. It can be a better body. It can be a relationship that you wish to attract. And, and, and whatever it is, you're suffocating it by, you know, holding it away from you, essentially. Because if I wish to attract more prosperity into my life, I have to, uh, ha like, have it and be it. So you have to become it, right? Before, like, you can't say, I want to be that thing and then not act like that thing. So if you are it, then you have it, so then you give it. So act from that place as though what you would do. As counterintuitive and illogical as that can sound on the surface, if, if it feels like a stretch, don't do it. Well, and, and to further this um, story is that like I could, I could see it. I could see that he had weight <laughs> lifted off his shoulders i could see that he felt freer than he had in the previous days mm -hmm. and i i intellectually knew like exactly what had gone on but like i couldn't <laughs> I, I couldn't get there like there's just there was absolutely no way last week that i could have jumped on board with that feeling and started spending money and 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 felt uh feel abundant and prosperous when i was doing that yeah there's just no way because context is everything so and it was an honor and a joy to watch you take that step that what took a week it took you a week yeah pretty much it took you about a week sometimes the shit isn't a day yeah it's a week like and like five days and but it you notice it, it keeps like getting week. better though right yeah you notice it keeps getting better oh yeah for sure yeah there was definitely like from that moment i feel like i was sort of like okay like i know the path is is to let go and i don't see myself doing that like I felt it inside my body I felt my body hanging on mm. to to this idea of what I think should be mm -hmm. and and oh and then you just feel like empty lack of and and I did and I did feel that and I, and I kept feeling that waking up that way feeling oh. waking up feeling that tightness in my chest just like oh the not anxiety, again the, the money bug is real the anxiety you know but like you gotta make room for yourself to feel good and like you, it, none of this shit matters unless you feel good I mean also I think like treating yourself well in any way that you can like you don't have to like my i i really wanted to spend money over the last couple of days when i like uh, it, it wasn't it wouldn't have been good for me to do so because it yeah, would have been the filling the void of exactly what i was feeling which was you know of lack and of like you know not maybe great self-worth in moments where i feel like i should be doing more but or you should have more and you're wrestling with a new um space that you're in right like well, this let's is the talk first about time that. you've been an entrepreneur full-time as long as i've known you yeah so like i'm we're not bringing in money tra in the traditional way that i know of we're now. free so it's really like <laughs> 
it it was like but you're swimming the seas and all of a sudden you got nothing on the books then you get a call and you go oh fuck nice there you go that's good and then you get another one and you're like all right rent's taken care of and then you get another one and you're like this taken care of and 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 just like the month is long baby (laughs) yeah but and like i wasn't I wasn't holding, here's what was happening for me. I wasn't holding faith in those moments. Mm. I, and I, I still don't know what that answer is to like get back to there. But I do know that I kept on my routine practices. I did stuff that like I knew would be good for me, like writing, even though like going, going to write felt like, ugh, well, no thanks. It felt cringe almost. Why? And because then, you knew you weren't in a good space, so you just didn't think that you'd have a wise perspective? All, exactly, yeah. All, okay. Yeah, for sure. And, and just like, just like I'm not, when you are in the shit, when you're in the weeds, like your self-worth isn't, if your self-worth was anything, though. like you wouldn't be so deflated you wouldn't be so down in the first place yeah yeah so um yeah i i kept meditating i kept like telling myself that it would get better my aff got doubled down on the nighttime affirmations Mm -hmm. you know things like that and and then just i felt some alleviation happened last night and then i woke up and i and like last night i kept replaying in my head like what i was gonna do when i woke up in the morning and i'll tell you because i didn't want to forget and i didn't want to break the promise to myself so last night when i started feeling better i started feeling like i was climbing that only then was like Mm. you're gonna wake up enthused tomorrow to write some comedy Mm. you're gonna wake up you're gonna go meditate i literally did this probably like i probably before I, i yeah before i fell asleep last night i probably said this 10 or 15 times you're gonna wake up you're going to grab your phone you're going to set the alarm for snooze you're going this is literally what I did in my head last night from the top what I said to myself when I felt I was climbing that ladder was like you're gonna set your alarm you're gonna turn it off for one snooze after one snooze you're gonna get up and go sit on the couch and meditate after that you're gonna make some hot water for some green tea then you're gonna do your exercises then you're gonna do your fucking journal and then oh you watch yourself through that. Yeah. Um, so, and I said that over and over. And then you're going to do your journal, and then you're going to um, write some jokes, and then you're going to clean the kitchen. Like I had it all, and I said it to myself ten or fifteen times. And I did everything this morning, and it felt, it felt like I. It it felt effortless. It felt just like these things that felt so hard in the last week cleaning writing, meditating, those things felt hard for me in the last week. Like chores. Then this morning I woke up with that freshness. So it really is just like... You did segment intending. You did segment intending. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I did it when I was aware of the fact that I was climbing up out of, of the weeds. I wasn't trying to do that when I was in the weeds. I was treating myself gently. I was saying like, this kind of sucks, but like... You know, you've been here before. You don't have to figure it out all right now. It's okay to take a few days. Like, let's just check in. Let's be realistic about this. It doesn't, you know that this sometimes lasts a couple days, you know? Yeah. So Be patient with yourself during those times. I it's feel hard like not to have self-sabotage. In the last, like, six, <coughs> six to eight months, I've really um, established a strong inner dialogue with myself. And that's been like a, a level up for me, like a game changer. Good. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Definiteness of purpose doesn't come easy. I was watching this Bruce Lee documentary, and you could tell that he, uh, 
You stoner talk. I was watching those Bruce Lee documentaries, so you should be like, water, bro. Put me in a bong, dude. Bobble, bobble, homie. No, but um, you could see they found his notes, and they gave you what he wrote in his notes, and they were verbatim what thinking grow rich prompts you to write about your highest intention and what is thinking grow rich 11 oh napoleon hill's best-selling book like the original self-help book it, it, it explains quantum physics pretty much in energy form of thoughts and how they become things sexual transmutation self-awareness practices journaling affirmation uh it was the first wink that i uh step towards mindfulness into i was given it by my friend and like I don't know, without putting the label on it, he was like my OG kind of mentor, like owner of a creative agency, Cal, who got me to read it. I know, isn't that so nice? So nice. Oh, it's uh, Asahi from Prohibition Farms, and which is absolutely beautiful. Red hairs on that. Mm, Earthy, I love the Asahi. Very I creative. Love it. Super good. And also some Khalifa mints from Headwater. That's a nice double banger right there. Those two together, I feel like I'm in a hotel spa. Mm. smells like the clean together anyway um yeah think you grow rich huge huge like supporter of that if you want to change your life but um you see that like people who have achieved great things have always set out like that's the power of manifesting through intention it's fun as a human life as consciousness to go i want to go there i want to get there have the intention and you set forth those uh it's like connecting with the higher version of yourself. Like when you do that segment intending like you did before you went to sleep there, I got to get tomorrow, I'm gonna kill it like this. And you envision it. And then it's a lot easier to know what to do when you're in those moments, you don't get lost. Right, yeah. you like, you've taken the time to go, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go like this, I'm gonna go like this. Like, as a musician, that's what it's been like. It's like, how do you not know? Like when you get a big stage or a big audience, how have you not been dreaming about this? <laughs> you know so it's like so many to even like i remember before i had a podcast i'd be like oh the things i want to discuss on my podcast are and it's all this shit and this is kind of where it started i know it's so it's delicious so nice. I, i'm finding it hard to even fully focus on what we're talking about because how nice the sweet is but i know that's not kind to our listeners um <laughs> but it is fucking we should take a minute and just enjoy it what are you feeling from it what do you get from it put um, a pause on what i was saying yeah so i think i'm getting like um some of like the fishy flavor from the asahi along with like a floral flavor actually i don't know if that's that that's the two combined what do you mean fishy like a little like um Tinny, tinny, dank, tinny, dank, like blue tuna, like the tuna taste. Yeah, I don't know if that if Asahi has some. I Asahi, just... I think, is like after the beer. I'm definitely getting the Khalifa mints right off the top. And the Mandali, sweet tongue. Yeah, the Asahi, Asahi the... definitely has that bitter earthiness. Kind of tinny. It's also sweet. Tinny. Like yeah. metal. Yeah. I find it sweeter than that. Just gorgeous buds. Holy. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. And just the densest. Oh, man. That's so nice. Anyway, as I was saying, Bruce Lee, <laughs> he wrote down things that he most certainly achieved. 
And uh, you see how that helps on a grand scale of manifesting outwards. And you see how it helps on your day to day from just waking up to doing your meditations. <laughs> when he knows, I don't like, I don't know if any of you guys noticed, but like when someone drinks and gulps heavy, I usually react to it. And when he's like the loudest gulper I've ever met. I don't care. It doesn't hurt my feelings one bit. Yeah, so she does it like into the mic almost on purpose every episode. Anyway, congratulations on your awareness and your confidence and turning that around because things really turned around for you yesterday and today, didn't they? Yes, well, it's so not... finish that week story. The, here's the thing, though. It's not that like... That turnaround time. It's not like anything has changed except me. That's that's the most that's beautiful always it. thing. That's is always that, it. It was just like, you creating it. My circumstance is is still the same, but I can see it so much different now. Like I can see it with like love and appreciation, <laughs> not fear, not scarcity. Yeah. Like take for take what's good for what's good. Yeah. At any given time. Well, at least this <coughs> you know? And it does come with doing stuff, I think. Like writing is super helpful. Like going out to perform is gonna be helpful. I know that. You're writing some mad good material lately. Thanks. Good job. I wrote something recently um, that I need your thoughts on. I'm gonna work on it after this. I can't remember what it is, otherwise I would tell you about it, but I have it written down. Okay. I have a whole book full of jokes and probably like 60 of them I scrap before they ever see the light of day. <laughs> That's dope. So you're doing the work like that. I can feel you doing the work like that. Yeah. That's good. And But you've written some real shit from real life, which is really funny. It's all there is for me. That's the only lane. That's my lane. I'm not, even that guy, Tom Papa or whatever that we saw last night, I was like, he has some great like observations. Yeah. Like, like observing humanity and then talking about it not not i'm always going to be pretty niche in the way that like i'm drawing from my life so my biggest audience is going to be probably um people who identify as women my age i would say you're like miss Maisel. sure <coughs> sure cool <coughs> well that's tremendous yeah thank you for observing that in that moment because yeah when you asked me how i turned the energy around i hadn't had brought awareness to it so that was super duper fun just to have that but yeah and it's, it's like every time you have these experiences they they feel less impactful on you in in a negative way because it's like you know that this is just part of life yeah. like like Oh man, it's crazy that I guess we weren't really told that like sometimes in life things are going to happen and in those moments you're going to feel like complete shit. Like of course our parents don't want to tell us that because that sounds scary. <laughs> and I don't know if we would even believe them. Like when we're kids, we're our own little shits. So maybe we didn't have the capacity to, to hear that. Pre-paving happens. Even. I don't know. I think that happens in lots of ways. I think actually you need more optimism. But rather, I think what you're trying to get at is talk about the tools it takes to stay calm when shit gets hot. Yeah. When life vacillates, you got to find your own anchor sometimes. Mm -hmm. 
And um, like the first signs, like the if you can just figure out the first signs of you feeling like you're spiraling. Because oh my god, can we share our fucking story, our Costco story? Sure. I think that's incredible. Being aware of when you're in, just because I gotta document this. Are you okay with this? Yeah. Or no? Just because it's it's such an awareness practice. Okay. So. When you're going through an experience and you're triggered, it's very hard not to take that seriously. So I'll tell this whole story just to get us to the point where we understand what's going on as it's happening. And it's no less frustrating. But understanding what's happening is 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 tremendous and and it and it dials you right into that abraham hicks space where you realize okay like almost this is a simulation based on my thoughts so we're going into costco and i already had a little something crawl oh that's what it was okay so i did some light shoplifting <laughs> by accident okay so on the self-checkout i took something i felt bad about it and so it was in my cross since the night before and we went on t with our day and we rented a car and we went to Costco and it's good. I always feel abundant when I go into Costco. Oh, cause you gotta, you're there to spend a couple hundred bucks at least at Costco. So you gotta just say, Hey, I'm going to buy it here. I'm not going to spend it on takeout. I'm going to fucking buy it here. So it's good to go into stores like that as an investment. So that's the way I kind of wipe my energy clean. So in counting my abundance, I brought up our, 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 uh, uh, a bill. <laughs> and it turns out that that bill was larger than <laughs> than I expected. So it really put a fuck. <laughs> like, I'm trying to feel abundant. I feel guilty because I stole a $10 thing yesterday. And now, whatever, I, I, I got to pay a couple hundred bucks more than I thought. I, you know, whatever. Very small fish to fry. But, like, and we've dealt with this since. But, like, uh, frustrating to learn of in the moment. I'm just saying that my because of my feelings, my reality wasn't doing me any favors in helping me prepare to feel prosperity. But regardless, I got to a place where I found I knew I've, man, what I'm gonna do, I made a little plan. All right, cool, so. You transitioned uh, during the Costco shop. So you, you went yeah, in went with in. like a little hesitation. Fuck. You could feel it. And Fuck. then when I, I like jabbed you with the, the bill, you that that hit you harder than I think you were even probably expecting. Yeah. Because I don't even react like that to money often. Yeah. Like whether it's incoming or outgoing, I'm I usually try and keep it like ah fun. Yeah. But like So so <laughs> we were starting low at the beginning of our Costco we shop. We walked in a little less high vibe than usually programmed. And we decided to not acknowledge that and try to build. We we both there was got no on time. board. <laughs> there was no time to fully unpack everything. We have a rented car <laughs> for a period of time, and we have a mission to go to. And this place is busy, so let's oh, just yeah. rock, and right? We, life. We life. dropped stuff off at Value Village on our way before and, Costco, but Value well, we Village tried. was mean to they us, were so mean. we left. He's like, "Don't <laughs> stop here," and I was like. What? And I'm like, I'm just gonna drop this off and donate it. And, and he's like, you can't. And he's like, fucking meanie, rude. And I was like, he's a big dude. Yo, watch too. the attitude, buddy. Like, and I was just like, fuck this. Like, and he just like cooled his jets. But we drove off. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Like, nah. So Value Village, check your people. But so we, we had. We also Salvation had Army. that experience. Then we went to Salvation Army. 
we gave it to a wonderful little sweet Filipino lady. So yeah. that was amazing. So bless you. Thank you, Salvation Army. And they were people who gave my mom food when we needed to eat in Christmases and shit. So I know Salvation Army is out here doing good work. So donate Salvation Army. Um, I don't know about that other place. Anyway, what were you just saying? So, right, so, we, so we had during, that experience. Yeah. So there was, a, as I'm saying, my because of my feelings and my thoughts of my recent experience, my reality was not doing me any favors. Your reality was reflecting to you the way that you felt. Exactly. I wasn't doing myself any favors by feeling that way. So, so, so we go into Costco, right? But we start climbing to Winnie's Point. Because Costco's actually a great environment for us. We like fun. it there. It's super fun for us. We like it. We like looking at the stuff and checking on. There's bread there. And yeah. There's samples. Yeah, they got the samples back, baby. And Winnie did something magical. I'll, I'll, ref, I'll refrain from drifting away from the story, but I, again, but Winnie clocked a couple really nice interactions with the, with the guy who called me Lucky. Like the food sampler who was like, lucky guy. Well, like, we saw. She clocked him. She's like, eh, that's a manifestation of a good, like you're feeling prosperous, obviously, because people are identifying your bright energy. Yeah. Well, we saw the mo old momentum slow down mm -hmm. and we saw a new momentum be, be, be get, get created. Mm -hmm. So because we, so that information was given, we were starting a little hesitant in Costco yeah. and then we both decided to like stick to the guns. Like, let's go. This is our, and so then and that reality started to get presented to us almost immediately. Like over the course yeah. of t 10, 20 minutes, all so, of a sudden we started having good experiences with the people who give out the samples and other people at Costco we were having we these helped some ladies rich experiences nice with affirmation things yeah so we thought we were in the clear we thought we were such a channel so we thought that we were on the clear and part of sustaining happiness believe it or not is actually not living circumstantially you know so as we so as we are um, creating this new reality for ourselves with our feelings and through these experiences and interactions that we're having, we're getting a little too attached to how well things are going and starting to expect that. Yeah, because we also were doing like a little bit too much celebrating, I think, from ourselves. We kind of were like, look at how we turned that shit we're around. We're in the clear. <laughs> we're in the clear. Yeah. Like, we came in here like one way and now we fucking held it. Like, like Yeah, fuck. like nothing bad could happen. Like, we like, kind of had, we were kind of like in the clouds, like, oh my God, like what could happen now? You know, and that's where there's wisdom in old school cats like Winnie's dad to kind of like keep it even keel like you know there's those folks god it's so annoying it's like you can't just go like that you're the one being distracted by it you could have just kept going but now we've had this <laughs> whole conversation <laughs> so we get a little too celebrative and um but but the party continues but the party continues and and we're we're like self-checkout and then she looks at me and it's like a joke because of what happened the night the before. The night before. So there was that little twinge of guilt again. Ooh. That, that's actually probably what it was. Like we were on the free and clear and we weren't putting a limit. When you shop, especially Costco's, I don't like to put a limit on stuff. Like I don't like to budget shop. It's like, what do you need? Get it, get it, get it, get it. What do we love? Get two of them. Cool. That's just abundance and it feels good and I don't keep track. I didn't always do that, but I do do that now, and I find that it's because I'm gonna spend it somewhere else anyway. Like, so I usually just get it. Like, I usually find it it to be more economical in the in the, in the long run anyway. 
But aside from our grocery list specifications, <laughs> we uh, we had a moment about the self checkout, and there must have been a twinge. Anyway, we go, we go, we we decide to go with the checkout because people at Costco are always awesome, and this yes. guy was no exception. He was, he was the best. this guy that we got was was no exception to the rule. He was absolutely fantastic. We had a, a, a super cool moment interaction. We were talking about the good place. Yeah, they made a joke or something, and and then I I, I made one. I just improved one. Um, it, it was, was like, about it was a good place reference. It was a good place reference. He doesn't I, know the good place, and I didn't know that. But I, they were like, they were saying lines from the show back and forth, and they're like, yeah, the people who do this, and I'm like, or the people who eat in the Uber pool, and they're like, oh, does that happen? And I was like, and they're like, oh, that's from a movie. Do you know it or a show? And I'm like, no, I thought we were just doing this. <laughs> so that really played into a really beginning a lovely explanation uh, experience. And I don't know, man. I don't know if we were having too much of a good time for this lady behind us, this little horrible... It's not even a real person. It's like I manifested a rat. Like what looks like a rat? Like a short, white, Karen, old bitch with a fucking mask on and like buying nothing but lint rollers. She was getting impatient from the great time we were having. And in our exchange, Winnie said stuff down below and then you go around the side right and, and he's hoo hawing and we're talking and he's loading our car and pushes it through so homie was gonna hook us up with a nice little undercarriage <laughs> easy mistake i could see that i'm just saying it's, it happens sometimes it's like hey a little blessing comes through and you just let it happen all right so that was the vibe we were getting and this little demon rat person <laughs> taps him on the shoulder and publicly points to like down there like hey you forgot that stuff and <laughs> fucked us like a younger couple you evil evil dark hearted woman it must be so bad for you in your life and I'm so happy about that <laughs> so I'm kidding he really went off but on I, this lady I, well and that's another thing I want to talk publicly. about later no in the car I was like god fuck her like just like <laughs> i just couldn't believe it i'm like you would and okay so as this happens we go from hoo-ha laughing to that moment and like me and winnie looked at each other and winnie was like <gasps> you guys i just want everyone here laughing i want everyone here to know i believe who's watching right now that you know my values and like that you trust me? Yeah, she's the I found fun. this shocking. <laughs> it was I a, was like How could you do your fellow person you, like that? You like you inter you you interjected you like this a was blessing. like so this was so like you being like I am here for Costco. You worked <laughs> like, for I Costco for free that <laughs> yeah. day. You yeah. served a multi-billion dollar corporation <laughs> over a younger couple. That's what type of person you've become. You fucking mask wearing so, bitch. So I'm not as like heavily emotionally invested as Yo, Eleven is. As a but hood I kid, do, getting I... blessings like that is the shit. Yeah. And for you to fucking... Here's the thing I realized though. This is not, this lady doesn't even exist. I manifested this as a complete reflection of the craw in my vibration from the guilt I felt that took place at a checkout. And what was our man from Costco who we got into a deep conversation about television, what was he talking about? He was talking about 
economical, ethical, ethical social efficacy. Yeah. Social ethics. Mm, yeah. IQ, and I was like, oh my God. And I looked at him in the moment. I was like, tell me everything you know. Because like I know that none of this is real. It's from my imagination. And that this person has manifested to give me a message right now. And that's what he's saying. It's like, how deep in philosophy do you want to go about social ethics? And like, he had all the key answers. This guy was fucking genius. Yeah. And, and it's like, what I was just expecting and what just got zapped by something that I prejudged. Delivered to you. Like, you know what? Everything happened in such a magical way where the guy was talking about ethics. And that's what you. <coughs> and that's what I was about. struggling with the philosophy of taking an extra thing at the self checkout. And it's like, I know most people listening to this are going to be like, fuck, no big deal, do it all the time. Yeah, it bugs me deep down, maybe because as a teenager I was caught for shoplifting, and that triggers other things about who I was during that time. Like, they're like, but you had money in your pocket, but I was living in a hotel with my mom and, like, going to school there and all, all the other holes that were in my life there. And it's, like, it's such a fun, it's a funny dismissible thing that's, like, uh -huh, some people steal for sport. And, like, yeah, for sure. But I don't know. I just, it, I let it bug me in a way that was bigger than just that little exchange. It's not like I feel bad for Loblaws. It's not like I feel bad for... The, the actual act, I think I'm like playfully mischievous. I think it serves me in another way or something. Also, just to touch on why you might feel guilty is that like I think you and I both have chosen to unlearn some beliefs and like one that we're trying to integrate now and learn is that there is always enough. Like there's, there's enough. There's always enough. So if we really like want to believe that, that's not the type of behavior that that suggests. Yeah, it doesn't coincide that with that. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it seems like a win and a come up with the dollar sense, but if it drains on your energy, I don't think it's worth it. And I mean, like, dude, I lovingly pay my bills, lovingly, happily. But like, yeah, it just feels like, okay, here's a little like gray area come up. And why not? That's to be left to how you feel about it, really, because there is no heaven and hell condemnation. That's all bullshit. And this is also some shit that has led me to, as to Winnie's point, explain to myself why I have certain ideas about things. And it's like, I am a confirmed Catholic. Like if you do something, like I was taught if you do something wrong, then you're gonna pay for it one way or another. And yeah. that's kind of true in life, but sometimes it's just more face value than that. Like sometimes this whole like punishment thing, I'm sorry to say is fucking super flawed. Like the threat it's of punishment is just- It's just law of attraction. Exactly, it's you, just you how do You do something feel? that doesn't feel good and yeah. then you attract more of what you're feeling. And that's that, this exact, like what we just, that story. Yeah essentially <laughs> so basically full circle there is that's what it was is i because admittedly i'd done it before and let it you go were, you and were never, manifesting and, so quickly your I, real I'm, life feelings yeah. were happening 
very I, I'm quickly. at a high density right now because I really believe in myself. <laughs> and I really some like, people might not look at those as manifestations, but like well, I think we're at a point oh, where yeah. we're like, no, we can we can see that we can correlate what's happening so, on the inside and what's happening on the outside. So and they're the same. Yeah, that's exactly like what the story was. Is land us right back in that moment where that lady rats us out not even rats us out like stops this blessing um she we looked at each other like oh oh my god like like there it is like i first of all i can't believe this bitch and second of all we're gonna now chat with this guy as long as we fucking like (laughs) as fuck you and your impatience and trying to attack us for taking too long to check out by having a laugh like you saw joy and attacked it anyway but we are not going to let these surface value labels affect how we feel or we tried not to it was tough we were pissed for a little while but i got back on track but over that bigger than that in the moment bigger than the the frustration associated with the situation and the details we we were aware we clocked it we were like this is this is this just is us feeling, that. and then the universe being like, this is what you feel like, just FYI. That's all that's going that's on. That's all it was. Anything like, that's ever happening around you, this is what you feel like globally. Yeah. This Maybe isn't we real. Feel, we feel like um, less good. Maybe most of us feel less good, and that's why we're fe- seeing so much disharmony with, like on the planet Let's right now. feel more good together, guys. Yeah. And that just starts with you. Yep. Just find ways to feel good. Oh, um, Focus just on that simple. Breathe. And that, I'm sorry. No go. I was just gonna say, like, when I said feel good right just now, I was like, oh man, I got in my head about it. I was like, is, is that patronizing? But like, well, that's why I gave him an example. I think it is. It's also yeah, peace and contentment, also for sure. But I think that like maybe we've forgotten a little bit that like joy is like one of our birthrights. Like it's not joy. Joy isn't for a, a time in the future when you're doing something that you feel will will provide that for you like joy is just right now <coughs> if you want it to be so that's all i wanted to say about that and i don't think there's anything toxic about that at least soothes you yeah so if you didn't hear that eleven's just talking about how finding acceptance in a situation or of a, a certain person can offer relief and I think that for me right now in my journey, when there is something sort of like stuck inside me that I don't want to look at, it manifests as anxiety. So like when I have anxiety right now, it's something most likely about something that I, I don't want to look at. Cause, cause maybe I don't, because maybe somewhere deep down inside me, I know that, or I'm assuming that there's only a certain amount of solutions and maybe I don't like any of those solutions. Maybe it's, you know, one solution or two solutions. So that, I, you know, that's my own thing. Those are my own limiting beliefs that like I'm making assumptions based on my own limited pers- perspective. So, um, um, I got a little lost. <laughs> <laughs> they see me rolling. They love it. 
I attract really nice people in my experience. They when see I, me that's rolling. That's what I was gonna say. So when when I notice that anxiety and I am in a headspace to explore it, I find brave. That you got to be really brave. Exposing it and looking at it and accepting it um, is really where I feel the most free. Ex- it's like I don't it. I don't need to push this outside of me like this can live with inside of me and I can still be a good person and I can still have value and you know I can still hold boundaries all of those things but Mm. like I I find that I don't put up boundaries when I have anxiety because I'm not looking at at the thing that's causing it Hmm. do you think it helps to look at the thing that's causing it yeah yeah exactly and it will diminish yeah Yeah. and uh, especially if you Take time to receive the information, accept it what it is, and then meet it with some sort of plan of action if necessary. Or the plan of action most times with things I'm anxious about is do nothing. It's just Sometimes let it go. Sometimes that's what it is. But yeah, like that's what I said boundaries grow out of, right? So like you look at it and and once you look at it, you can really and accept it, especially like and look at it and be like, okay, like I accept you here. Like there's nothing too scary about you like I I can handle your um your space in my life Mm. then you you kind of um make room for new possibilities to to handle new tools to handle these parts of you or um this situation and and you can kind of look at something and be like does this need attention right now can I put this back on the shelf for a little while or do I need to put up some walls, create some boundaries, whatever it is, Mm. you know. Yeah, make plans for it. Just like make plans for it, like no worries. And then enjoy the present. I think that's what I'm fascinated with, the tools to enjoy the present, but then knowing when to, you know, apply them appropriately and work in that life balance. Yo, <clears throat> can we talk about something hilarious and awesome? Because I found myself thinking about just to shift gears here from that deep mindful workshop. <laughs> and, and you know, we like to say we put ourselves on the cross for a reason because we have these experiences full of what? Can I have the kombucha? Yeah. You know, full of like rich uh, reflections of what we're feeling. So we like to share that and dive deep. But, um, yo, I've been thinking about, cause it's been shit weather here, man. It's been fucking cold and not wanting to go out and that, you know, being a mental health struggle. And, uh, that's why we're so tuned in because you have to be so aware to like not run away from your feelings and make sure that you're kind of dealing with what needs to be dealt with one step at a time. So you don't get overwhelmed. Uh, but, um, so I've been thinking Damn, I want to. I want to take a trip somewhere hot. I've been like, I currently can't go to the states, but uh, I can go to Mexico. Anywhere I can go to anywhere else in the world. <laughs> uh, so we were thinking like Jamaica, and then I thought about our time in Jamaica, and then it was at this place called Hedonism, and that it's just so fun. Like, well, not per se in the in the lifestyle, but I enjoyed. I enjoyed the scenario. For those of you that don't know <laughs> what hedonism is, is uh, well, at least for periods of the year, it's a clothing optional resort, basically. Yeah. That's what it is. So that was super fun. But uh, I got booked as a as a rapper 
at this thing called Young Swingers Week. So at this nudist resort, there's often what is to be called lifestyle parties, which is so fascinating. Like we should really have someone on to talk about that, who's in that, because you know, polyamory is kind of a fascinating thing that's having a, a return wave, uh, just like weed, like a thing that oh, was tried in the 70s and not really cognitively measured or studied or you know dealt with in some sort of like logistical way and i feel like this these lifestyle parties that are happening it's it's i don't know it's tremendous wild energy like yo do you i don't know do you want to talk about jamaica and like hedonism and the experience yet (laughs) (laughs) sure so random because i find myself just like looking at this beach right now and thinking I want to go to like. <laughs> you want to go back to hedonism? <laughs> well, not specifically hedonism. Not specifically for like the whole uh, lifestyle aspect. Right. But I like the freedom of being. You like nude. being naked. Yeah. <laughs> like specifically as well on the beach. Yeah. Like, I mean, we have a nude beach on the island here in Toronto. Toronto Island has yeah. a beach called Hamlin's, which is clothing optional. Yeah. And we go there we every go summer, there. and it's a really lovely experience. You know, it's fun. It's, I don't know, there's something so freeing, and like, as non-creepy as this can sound, it's kind of fun to be naked around other people, even if you're not, like, interacting with those people. Yeah, everyone's naked. <laughs> it's like a naked party. <laughs> and, and uh, like, it like shouldn't being, be such a scorn thing. Not having clothing on in the water is very special. That's what I mean. Like, I just want to go swimming and it's go grab a drink and like not worry about having to put something on yeah and like you let the sun kiss your whole body yeah i've never felt healthier than when i sunbathe everything everything (laughs) yeah so that was fun like i you know i think it very much ties in with my nature of being a natural rule baker like that funny stand-up that you've recently written about like i see so much like um it's such an easy, uh, rebellious tool, nudity. Because, like, why is clothing becoming or has become... I mean, I get it. I love fashion, and I think we should keep our parts safe for sure. Uh, but just, like, the idea of nudity or less clothes being so taboo, uh, I love to push that boundary. Like, I just think that's tremendous. Yeah. Like, I think it's such an easy protest. Like, <laughs> I think it's... It's it's so joyful. It's such a joyful experience to be so a natural. Yeah. That that uh, it's like a a mini protest. <laughs> I guess I don't know what my fascination. What are you is. protesting? Conformity, covering up, lies. <laughs> 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 like that's what it feels like. It's like fucking the most pure form you can be. Yeah, it is. It's really lovely. And it's like, I'm not swinging that, it in anyone's face. Well, I'm that's just what like, I, I think, I'm out here just walking, just having a good time in the sun. I think what maybe people don't know that don't do it is that it's a lot less like sensual than maybe you would assume it would be. It's, even if it's a sex club, it's not, it doesn't have to be a sex club. You know what I mean? Like you can still just be nude by the pool, I think at some of these scenarios and like not engaged. But this was like, I, would yeah. keep, I keep thinking of traveling somewhere. I can't get that out of my head. 
of hedonism or, or Jamaica? Or just that sort of experience, like a yeah. nude beach. Yeah, totally. Like a nude beach resort. That's yeah. basically what I've been trying to say this to whole Spain, time. I think, I mean, when I was a kid, they were all topless at least, but oh, they, yeah, fuck. Yeah, you have a dick. And topless seems nude to me. Is topless it, doesn't seem nude to you. That shit's so crazy, That's dude. interesting. Like, that thing, like how we've like, said no to the woman's body and kept it as a sexual thing that we mysteria like yeah it's so weird like that thing that's been done with making that bad or private or or i don't know it just it seems like you've made it weird like you've just like it should be more natural like i don't know that's the world i kind of want to exist in where it's not even a big deal it's not even like you know I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're closer than ever. Yeah, I think we're closer <laughs> than ever. Okay. Well, I don't know. I guess I brought that up just to talk about nudity then. How do you guys feel about nudity? Put it in the comments. And now. Man, this weed is good. It gets me going. And now. We got a fun, fun, fun fuck. We got a fun, fun, fun fact. We got a fun, 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 fun fact. fact. When those harmonies threw me in a whole other direction, I had a nice little bass line going. fact. Still going with the sock. Earwax cleans the ears. No way. Yes. That is another essential function. Yes. <laughs> that is another essential function of earwax. Think of it as conveyor belt like you see in the grocery store checkout lane. Dirt. Oh my god, like that was in there. Dirt, dead skin cells and bacteria get stuck in the earwax to create the belt. When the eardrum beats or the jaw moves, the belt goes towards the opening of the ear canal, taking all that debris with it. The movement of the jawline is responsible for loosening the wax from the wall of the ear canal so that it can be sent through the ear opening as waste. Wow. Holy consuelos. I don't think... If you knew that, put that shit in the comments because who knew that? Who knew that? It's also not wax. They said that there, but it's not wax. We just call it that because of its texture. That's fascinating, Winnie. Thank you for informing us with such beautiful facts. You're very welcome. Please choose a number between 57 and 233. One forty-seven. That's funny. You should choose that number. That number has always meant friendship to me. Friendship. Like really? Bl one forty-seven. Blind friendship, unwise friendship, but like nonetheless valuable. Manage your environment. Go first class. Chapter seven. Shit. One forty-seven. <clears throat> The mind reflects what its environment feeds it just as surely as the body reflects the food you feed it. <laughs> we don't make this shit up, folks. 
Oh my god, guys. That's exactly what the fuck. The mind reflects what its environment feeds it just as surely as the body reflects what the food you feed it. Have you ever thought what kind of person you would be had you been reared in some foreign country instead of the United States or whatever country you're in? What kinds of foods you would prefer? Would you prefer for clothing to be the same? What sort of entertainment would you like the most? What kind of work would you be doing? What would your religion be? You can't, of course, be sure of the answers to these questions, but chances are you would be materially different person had you grown up in a different country. Why? Because you would have been influenced by a different environment. As the saying goes, you are a product of your environment. Market well. Environment shapes us, makes us think the way we do. Try to name just one habit or one mannerism you have that you did not pick up from other people. Relatively minor things like the way we walk, cough, hold a cup, our preferences for music, literature, entertainment, clothing, all stem in very large part from environment. More important, the size of your thinking, your goals, your attitudes, your very personality is formed by your environment. Prolonged association with negative people makes us think negatively. Close contact with petty individuals develops petty habits in us. On the bright side, companionship with people with big ideas raises the level of our thinking. Close contact with ambitious people gives us ambition. Experts agree that the person you are today, your personality, ambitions, present status in life, are largely the result of your psychological environment. And experts agree also that the person you will be 1, 5, 10, 20 years from now depends on almost entirely on your future environment. You will change over the months and years, this we know, but how you will change depends on your future environment, the mind food you feed yourself. Let's look now at what we can do to make our future environment pay off in satisfaction and prosperity. Go get that book if you want to check out more. That was so magic. I read that book, I think, in 2020. And if we'd go back to podcasts, I think I remember talking quite a bit about it because it was blowing my mind. Yeah. A fan gave me this. Yeah. It's good. Real good. Like, good, good, easy reading, too, you know? I was noticing that. Like, I'm very used to reading, like, my other choice for this book is Neville. And, like, these are so dense. Yeah. Like, you have, like, one sentence that weighs, like, a 1,000 pounds. (laughs) And, like, this is, like, oh, it's, like, 50 pounds for a whole paragraph. Yeah. It feels a little bit easier to absorb the concepts. Well, fucking nice stuff, eh, bud? Hey, bud. Thanks so much for watching this, eh, buds? We out here. Love you guys. We hope to see you next week. Hey, um, I'm going to throw this snippet uh, with Aaron in here. Cool. So we released, or are releasing, depending when you watch this, I'm going to say we've released by now, probably, a private episode on our Patreon, our Disciplined Stoners Patreon. So we have a friend who uh, used to be in politics and doesn't f- uh 
feel it would be best to have his episode uh, public, and that's okay. So, but we wanted to share some like super trippy, insightful stories. Uh, one about eating and food and power that goes along with that. There's like a pecking order thing. It's it's crazy stuff going on in our own government. Wish, when no did this happen? It. Yeah. This is human instinct, for better or worse. Some individuals view things through a lens of power and taken upon themselves to have that power understood. Yeah, yeah. because you left Bikram teacher training because you're a fucking boss. <laughs> yes, uh, because I called Bikram out on one of his many scams which caused him to um, pull me away privately and give me what he expected to be the berating of his life, which he didn't like that I didn't um, show deference to him for. Who, um, Bikram? Yeah, Bikram himself. Was that disappointing to you? <laughs> the actual Were guy. you disappointed about that? To be honest, at that point, I was, um, I was in self-protective mode because I was in a private room with Bikram, Whatever his, hench, yeah, whatever his henchwoman was in front of me, and a third large man standing behind me. Oh, like, my literally God. In the, like, wondering if there was a gun pointed at my head. Whoa. Holy shit. Yeah, that, that's what getting expelled by Bikram. Fuck around. Yeah. And meanwhile, that his words to me, you leave, you leave now on the first plane. I'm in Thailand in the middle of nowhere. Now, that, for me, brings back the question, why were you even there to begin with? Um, which is a question. Fuck. So can I, hold on. How did you reject yourself from the Vikram training? I sent an email telling students not to do as Bikram had instructed. He sent an email to the student body telling them to email their bank saying how happy we all were at the training, which in the context... Their uh, bank? Yeah. The, the only reason you do that is if you want to make sure that the payments all go through. So I told students not to do that. And for that, I got called out of training into a private meeting with Bikram in which I was told to leave. And where <laughs> I, I immediately I packed my bags as quickly as I could and <coughs> took a taxi to the nearest hotel and hoped to actually get there. That was the experience of getting expelled at Bikram teacher training. And in then Thailand? It, yeah, it comes back to the question, why did I go to begin with? And the answer is because I was a depressed man looking for an entry point into a different place in the world. That's why you go on a trip like that. I, I would agree. I would agree wow. that I, I went for the exact same reasons. I went. I was in the Los Angeles training, so much different I, I, to me personally than Thailand would have been. I would have been wow. fucking scared if Thank I was in Thailand. Thank you guys for your or, honesty. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can, I can, he was... He was a brutal man, never to me. Uh, you know, there was one moment I had um, with him alone. You both met Bikram? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. sick. Yeah. It's fucking weird, though, because he was... What was your experience with him? Um, I was walking out of one of his late-night movie sessions. Um, he'd keep us up till like, crazy hours of the, the evening watching Bollywood films. <laughs> so stupid yeah I, it's so stupid how we all just did this we were all like yeah we'll do this but Bikram yoga changed my life drastically I you know. know that so I really drank the Kool-Aid um you guys are all like and, here's like so much money I don't have and let me just follow you around and act yeah. like you're the holiest guy in the world for some time so yeah. and, what, and what here's was this experience here, here. we we were I was going to the bathroom he was coming back from the bathroom um 
and or maybe I was leaving and I, I just said goodnight Bikram and he just stopped and like grabbed my chin and he's like goodnight sweetheart and then kept walking but it yeah. didn't feel creepy like I I know I trust the women and I believe that he probably he did do what they said he did I, I believe <coughs> them but he touched your but like chin. he didn't it didn't it never felt creepy to me here's the everybody in those later years was maintaining a disconnect between the image of Bikram that was coming out over time mm. and the community experience yeah. that we established. Yeah. And I had it through Bikram Yoga Ottawa. Claire was the director and that studio there was lovely. Yeah. And we still are on contact on social media, but to be part of that community was to associate with the story that was coming out. And I, I remember I, I, I wasn't there very, but the movies, they were, we talked about power. The movies were all about power. It's yeah. if you are in this setting, you are doing what I'm saying. And if you don't do it, you will be exposed. Or like they had water guns for pe- people that would fall asleep during these Bollywood movies. It'd be 2.30 in the morning, for real, 2.30 in the morning. And we had to get up at 6 to, to go do our first class. Or I think it was actually yeah. like 8 or 9. But still, like people need sleep. And they would go, their workers who v- were volunteers, no one ever got paid at Bikram trainings. And he was bringing in millions of dollars. What a shitty guy. But even to <laughs> touch your chin like that? They would take water guns and sh- and wake up p- people that fell asleep in these lectures till the wee hours of the morning with sprays to the face. Bitch like ass. it was cr- it was so silly. Dude. It was stupid. It was really stupid. Oh sorry. I can- I guess I can't hear myself very much. Oh. Um sorry about that. But I but like it was what I needed at the time. Yeah, but like that even like to Aaron's point about like it being a power move. Uh, like even to touch your chin like that like that's yeah. complete like ownership weirdness and, and to give you an idea of where I was mentally like how deep I was in it it may have been and I just was like oh like this you is felt my lucky this is my I felt lucky I felt like I had a moment with this man and everyone wanted and that's, that's why I believe weird. all of the women because they all say that they all say that like oh man like I felt like I was you know being you know chosen idolized or validated in ways that maybe i haven't before well i actually had a moment of that because of my indian background he noticed me you as winnie as a yoga instructor like you know i've lost my yoga knowledge like so much other knowledge but the pose that i used to be good at the one where you have your two legs in the sky um bikram noticed my locust yeah and he pulled me aside my locust that Um, was the dopest well he showed that (laughs) Your joint is uh, <laughs> coming through um, to me. <laughs> so he noticed you and it felt like he, you know. The first conversation Bikram and I had, he asked about my Indian heritage. My, and he noticed that I, I have that partial Indian heritage on my father's side. Um, and he traced it through my family name, Seal. And I don't know which Seal name he remembered. Um, he identified me as a Brahmin which is not an identifier I like or want, but... What's a Brahmin? Winnie, I'd prefer... Do you know the answer to this? No, sorry. So this is the Indian caste system. This is Indian racism, Indian prejudice. Yeah, okay. Um, Brahmin is the highest rank. So it's... Oh. Yeah. 
lines of academics and tradespeople, privileged professions. Got it. Um, white collar. Yes, uh, that's that's a good way of white looking collar. at it. Um, but it actually in India gets it, it's not good at all. Um, anyway, as evidenced by the fact that when Bikram noticed that there was another Brahmin in the class. He, in one of his four-hour soliloquies, you remember yeah, these? I sure do. Um, yeah, he integrated in. It was one of ours. And you remember, he made, uh, what's the, I hate to call it the Book of Brahmin. I'm, I'd rather you edit that line out. But the, the movie he, he makes you watch, uh, the Maha. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. This was 10 years ago for me training, so. Which, the only scene, there's one scene that he made us watch, say, and it's, one person says, your children are Dalits, and that's the insult, which is saying they're nothings. And the guy responds, no, they are Brahmins. And I think I watched this in real time thinking, I don't want to be watching this. Like, this is the part of Indian culture that my father intentionally didn't teach me. Um, mm. But and, so that was, Bikram noticed me because I had good lineage. Yeah. Um, which a, and which for him made it even more of a treason when I was the one who called him out, because the way it played out, like when you talk about your experience with him, my experience with him was he sits himself face to face with me, with his henchwoman next to him, with another large male instructor behind me. So he is in my blind spot and I am in a vacation resort in Thailand where I don't know if there's a gun pointed directly at the back of my head. And he starts berating me with questions that he, thinks will be insulting to me asking me how old I am what I've done in my life and why are you here and at this point I'm just thinking how do I get myself out of this situation as safely as possible um, which uh, as a point of fact I like to think I did as evidenced yeah. by the fact that I'm talking to you here today um, but I can just as easily mentally be exactly as I was on that day in 2015 that's the reality of my trauma. Anyway, uh, very unique, like a mystery files, hard copy files of the Dispun Stunners. <laughs> it's a bonus episode. On oh, it. man, we need to do some editing like that. <laughs> bum, bum. <laughs> All right, we'll work on DS. it. You know, DS hard copy. Because the uh, armchair expert did that. They nice. did the conspiracy files or whatever, and the guy explores those. He did it's like reptilian people. Anyway, so we talked to our buddy, and uh, it's a fucking ride. We 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 only planned to do it for like maybe ten minutes, and we ended up sitting it down for a half hour. Yeah, something like so that. Go check yeah, out our Patreon. Go check it out. You'll be supporting us, so we can keep doing this and leveling this up. We're gonna keep doing this regardless, but um, your support would mean a lot. Um, and you get extra content like meditations and um, daily affirmations. Uh, daily affirmations. Which are so There's great. some um, also workout content in there. So yeah, yeah, we're both doing workout things. Uh, so on check it out. So the, become be part of the community. Yeah, shout out our friends Seven Pipe Jeffrey. <laughs> I just like that grinder. I was just looking at that grinder. Like, <laughs> shout out Jeffrey at Seven Pipe. So, all right. Okay. Bye. Good. Love you guys. Love oh yeah, you. check out this clip. This is what I was saying is check out this clip with Aaron. Yeah. Uh, so fun. Yeah. Love you. Subscribe. Bye, tell bye. a friend. Mm -hmm. Feel good. Are you a golfer? I'm gonna give you something to golf on. Oh. Yes. <laughs>
Discipline stoners. What's your discipline? You a stoner? That's cool. So are we. I'm high a lot. It's weird to finally say that with pride. I'm high a lot. Being high has helped me with my anxiety. It's helped my social skills. Well, it's helped me feel okay about my shitty social skills. It doesn't make my social skills better, but it sure does make sitting in that awkward moment in a social interaction a lot more bearable. You know, that moment where no one in the group has anything left to say, and you desperately want to yell at all of them just, just say something. Being high makes that hilarious and not torture. chill out found focus found confidence all of a sudden i was productive less protective more progressive yeah we talk about stuff like i'm a next sommelier but this is about a medicine baby we wish everyone a mindful life it's been a helpful tool for us whatever the route to peace individual's journey and the more we communicate maybe we can all help each other out love and light welcome to discipline stoners podcast with your host 11 and my name is winnie and we are the gateway drug to mindfulness Discipline, 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 discipline